You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today, we've got a, just a powerhouse guest today. We've got the amazing Jody Sternoff. She is a best-selling author, award-winning journalist, nutritional practitioner. Um, she's got a new book that's going to be released here at any moment. She can talk more about that as well. And, uh, you know, Jody is the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils where she's combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create really proprietary blends of, I love this, organic, wild-crafted essential oils. And so really, her upcoming book, Essential Oils to Heal the Brain and Boost the Body, Five Steps to Calm Anxiety, Sleep Better, Reduce Inflammation, and Reign Control of Health, will really introduce readers to like these cool steps that we're going to talk about here. These There's five steps you can talk about to really help return brain to optimal function. It's all about getting your body more in that parasympathetic state, which we love. Um, obviously, with chiropractic, that's a huge thing, trying to get you out of that sympathetic state. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and turn it over to Jody. Jody, great to see you. Thanks for being on today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that great intro. Absolutely. You know, I, you just mentioned at the beginning of the, of the conversation we had that you actually only live about a few hours away from me, so that's awesome. It's good to have um, powerhouse like yourself and the great state of Washington. Um, but Jody, I really want to dive into a lot of your story because um, you've been through um, really a very emotional journey and something that I can't even really fathom. And uh, I don't think you can unless you've been in the situation that you've been in. So can you just share your story, your journey, what's led you to where you are now and, uh, yeah. and how you're rising above that? Yeah, I think so many of us in the healing space are wounded healers that have something horrible happen and we figure out how to navigate it. And then we think, wow, I wish I had known this, like when I stepped into it and maybe I can kind of save other people a lot of time, energy and pain. Um, so I, I actually got into nutrition through my second child. My first one was easy. I thought it was a great mom. And then I had this nonstop um, sensory seeking out of control little guy who, um, I, I tried everything. I tried all these parenting classes and nothing worked. And then one day a friend was observing that he was being really well behaved. Another friend gave him a goldfish cracker and he Jekyll Hyde it. And she said, wow, you know, I never noticed that he changed so quickly after food. You might go to a nutritionist. And I thought I can do that. We took him to a nutritionist, changed his diet and got a different kid overnight. And I thought that's crazy. I have to learn more. So I went back and got degrees in nutrition, was trying to help other moms who had really um, busy kids. And then uh, my life got hit for the first time. My then husband was um, really depressed and needed to be hospitalized. And the minute that I knew he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him safe, my adrenals collapsed. And nothing, no amount of kale and um, adaptogenic herbs seemed to help. A friend brought over essential oils and said, these will help you. And I had been practicing nutrition and assessing supplements for long enough that I knew how to assess the right supplements and 
Um, the oils tested strong for me. I made up my own little blend for my adrenals, put it on my low back, and got more done in one day than I had in the previous month. And I thought, that's great. I, I'm going to keep doing this. So I just kept, you know, like in, in our field, there are certain things that are really easy to fix. If someone's deficient in vitamin B, it's really easy to give them a supplement. If, you know, they're in chronic sympathetic overdrive, it's really hard to get them into that parasympathetic state of the nervous system. That's a hard one. And a lot of the strategies are really hard to comply to. No one really wants to gag themselves or splash their face with freezing water or give themselves a coffee enema. Those all sound unappealing. But what I knew from my experience in yoga, and I was fairly good at breathing techniques, was that the vagus nerve that is kind of the on-off switch between these two states goes um, from the brain around both sides of the neck where it's really accessible, and then through every organ of digestion. So I started playing with ways to activate my parasympathetic state. And that allowed me to be calm enough to kind of navigate uh, everything else that was going on. And then I, I started feeling better. Friends were curious what I had done that worked. So I started sharing my oil blends. They all liked them. I just decided it was a fun hobby, threw it up online and uh, fulfilled it while my kids were in school. And it grew gradually. And then um, the big tragedy hit. My now ex-husband was driving my 12-year-old son and three of his friends actually to Leavenworth near you to go whitewater rafting before the start of their seventh grade year. They never made it there. On the way there, uh, they were involved in a major car accident. Um, my son was killed immediately. Two of his friends um, passed away from uh, brain injuries within the following months. Um, one boy survived and my, my now ex-husband um, actually went to prison as a result of uh, some of his choices in the accident. And it was, um, I think when people think of what their worst possible nightmare is, uh, it never includes losing a child. You know, it's, it, yeah. I, I never, I never imagined um, that that would be something that I would have to navigate because like most parents, I love my children more than anything in the world. But when it was suddenly thrust upon me, I realized, um, you know, my daughter is looking to me. She's looking to me for how do I navigate this? Yeah. And I've lost one child and I can't lose another one. So I have to figure this out so that I can show up and guide her through this. And that's where oils really, you know, it's fascinating to be a practitioner and to observe what helps other people. But when you're in it, when you have those moments where you actually don't know how you're going to take the next breath, and something helps, and it helps so profoundly, you think, wow, I, I'm on to something. I can really help people. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing that story with us. Uh, it takes a lot of strength, and I know um, that takes a lot of courage to go through what, you're, what you've gone through and what you're continuing to go through, just um, helping your family be the best version of themselves, too, and, and raising your daughter. And um, So what have been some things that have helped you get through that tough time and continue to help your body, mind, body, and spirit heal through something traumatic like that. You know, it's interesting. I, I always liked um, Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. He was a Holocaust survivor that somehow also navigated a situation that no one would have to, um, no one would choose. He's amazing. And, yeah, yeah. And my favorite quote is this idea that between the stimulus and the response, there is a pause. And I'm, yeah, but in that 
that pause lies the power. And I've noticed this as, you know, um, our external world, certain, you know, my gym is closed. If I want to go anywhere, I have to wear a mask. Like all of these things are outside of my control. But what's inside of my control is how I choose to respond. And I've noticed, you know, it's almost like people get much more um, angry much more quickly. You know, and so you see something that's really provocatory online and you can choose like, hmm, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm going I'm to pause that. Maybe I'm going to block that person. <laughs> you know, I, I really get to choose what I let in to my world and what I let upset me and what I kind of keep at arm's length. And I choose to um, not necessarily engage with. And that's a tremendous amount of power because we know that our immune system is so correlated with our nervous system. You know, when our body thinks it might die, anything that's not critical to that immediate survival, like your immune function, like your ability to digest your food or detoxify or even engage in an intelligent conversation, kind of gets sidelined. And you really just hyper-focus on survival to the next moment. And that's really not your best time to be making choices yeah. because um, your eyes, your pupils get really big and black so that you can hyper-focus on that next thing that keeps you safe, which means anything that's not relevant to keeping you alive in the moment, you can't even see. So you really need to find a way to calm yourself down, to shift your nervous system into that parasympathetic state where suddenly you feel safe. And you can take in a lot of possibilities because I think one of the, the challenges with this time is that we don't feel like we have choices, right? Yeah. It becomes very black and white. We, we feel like our back is against the wall. We get very anxious. And if we can help our nervous system just calm down and know, oh, I have lots of choices, all of a sudden we feel a lot better because there, there is an element of um, feeling like you're able to control your destiny that really helps you feel like you can uh, sustain from day to day. Yeah, absolutely. What do you feel has been some of the most powerful things to help you get from this sympathetic state that, that you were in and, yeah. and healing to help you start to be able to process things and, and, and function? Cause I, I'm sure there's certain people that are in their same situation that they feel like they came and move, right? They just probably feel paralyzed with the, the grief, the, just all the feelings and emotions. So what was it for you that's helped you just get through those things the most? You know, it's really funny. When I, I had gone to a therapist like earlier in my life when I was going through my divorce and then I, I thought I was good, so I graduated. But uh, I called her the day this happened and she cleared her um, calendar and, and got me in the next day. And she said to me something that I thought was the most helpful, that all you need to do is eat, sleep, and move. And I thought that was so fabulous because, as you know, people have so many diagnoses, prognoses. They're so overwhelmed. If you give yeah. them 20 supplements, that makes it more overwhelming. What they really need to do is, is simplify. You know, in sleep, and I talk about this in my book, how sleep is really the time to heal. And if you're not sleeping, it's very hard to fix anything else because yeah. it's when um, the brain, the brain actually shrinks you know, the lymphatic system so that um, it can get cleaned and washed. And then that drains down the neck. Why a reason it's super important to make sure that your alignment is organized and, and proper so that things don't get congested and caught and it, things get eliminated from your body. So anything you can do to support sleep, um, I actually have a formula that activates the pineal gland to release melatonin. So that's what I did. I made sure, you know, and I think, um, 
gosh, they felt like there were so many things that were going on. I yeah. really, at 9.30 every night, because it took me about a half an hour to wind down and actually go to sleep. I wanted to be in sleep by 10. Sure. I just cut myself off. I actually, you know what I did? Um, we have a Christmas light timer that I put on our Wi-Fi that went off at 9.30. So yeah. I couldn't, I absolutely couldn't. Mine goes off at 10. Um, I get it. Yeah. 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 And that's good too, because it protects you from Wi-Fi. So mm -hmm. sleeping was really, really critical. And I made sure that was like mandatory for me. Moving, you know, as you know, when you move, not only does it help move blood and oxygen and nutrients through your body, it helps um, drain your toxins, your lymphatic system. So sure. I made a point, I have a dog, you know, which is a really good excuse to move. So every day we'd go on an hour walk, like I just committed to it, you know, and there were days, honestly, when I didn't feel like even putting one foot in front of the other, but I just committed to that. Like, I'm just going to take a walk. And it's a little bit, I used to run marathons, you know, and the first mile is always the hardest. <laughs> and then you get into that rhythm and it suddenly you're, no matter how much you don't want to go out and it can be really rainy and, and disgusting here in Seattle, but once you get out, you're happier there. Absolutely. Well, speaking about being happier and, and helping that brain chemistry. You know, a lot of people don't really talk about using essential oils for healing the brain and brain related issues. Um, why do you think that is? I think people don't realize it. You know, one of the biggest challenges, you know, we, we look at how uh, neurodegenerative diseases are on the rise. I think they're projecting that um, 30 to 50% of people over 85 are going to get Alzheimer's. I believe that, uh, 40 million people suffer from anxiety, 20 million from depression. These yeah. numbers just keep skyrocketing. And I think part of the challenge is it's really hard to get the right remedy into the right area of the brain because the brain is really protected by our blood brain barrier and only super small molecules that are fat soluble can get through. And that's essential oils. You know, you can't actually get chemo into the brain because the molecules are too large. We don't, we don't want that in the brain. That's weird. We don't even want it in our bodies, right? I mean, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I the whole other conversation. share your opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm much more for natural techniques. But I think that's also, you know, everyone talks about essential fatty acids and why they're fabulous for the brain. I think it's because they can actually get through the blood-brain barrier and get into the brain. So essential oils are really the right size and composition to access the brain, you know, and it's fascinating with the brain. We know inflammation in the body has an off switch. The challenge is once it gets turned on in the brain, there's not a natural off switch, but I do believe that, I think this is actually one reason that CBD works. It's really small and fat soluble and essential oils, they can get in there. And it's not that they turn off inflammation. I think there's a bit of a misnomer with natural remedies. I think that they just return things to balance, you know? So if balance is that it's not rampant inflammation, it's kind of resetting to the norm, you know, like with hormones, it's all about balance. The body's just constantly trying to recalibrate. Yep. And once you set up the parameters, you, you know, calm the stress so that the cortisol isn't chronically being released and you make sure that toxins are actually leaving your body and not being reabsorbed to throw off the balance. Your body's like, Oh, you know, there's nothing in my way. I can function normally. That's huge. Well, I know part of that too, you like talking about the vagus nerve and that key role in that process because yes. you know, that is a one wandering nerve. So for our listeners that maybe don't know what the vagus nerve is or how that plays a role, can you just share? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, the vagus nerve is cranial nerve number 10. And it's really, it's interesting. I just read something recently that when the fetus is developing, the gut tissue and the brain tissue are actually coming from the same place. And then, you know, it expands and it's the vagus nerve that actually connects your brain to your gut. It sends signals both ways. It's called bidirectional. So it's the brain, you know, telling the um, stomach to release hydrochloric acid, the pancreas to release enzymes, the gallbladder to release bile, all of these things so that, you know, the food can be properly digested. And then it's also the gut. The gut is the center of the immune system. If you think about all the entry points for the body, you know, the nose, the throat, the eyes, the ears, they all kind of drain into the gut. And then the gut decides if this is worth letting into the bloodstream or not, but it's sending those signals to the brain so it can engage in a nerve response. And it innervates almost every organ in the body, not the adrenals, but the adrenals do play a role because of their role in your stress response. And so what's fascinating, what, what often happens is that it's almost like it has two gears. You know, think of the car. It's got the gas pedal, which is your sympathetic, like fight or flight nervous system. Yep. And then it's got your brake which is your parasympathetic rest, digest, and heal. So many of us get stuck in high gear. We constantly have the gas pedal going on, which means that we never get that time to recuperate and heal. You know, think about the holiday season. It's like back-to-back -back holiday parties, and you're kind of grateful when January 1st comes because you're like, oh, my God, I can, like, r relax. and Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's huge. I mean, it's that's key. And so you talk about in your book – the five necessary steps to reduce stressors, energy yes. drains, and this really just help return your, your brain to optimal function. So can you walk us through what those five steps are? Yeah, absolutely. And basically, I, I don't think that – I get frustrated when I hear essential oils being mentioned as a magic bullet. I think that they're very good for specific things. I think that if your back is out of alignment, go to a chiropractor. Essential oils are not going to fix that. If you broke your arm, go get a cast, you know. Yeah. But what, what I do see them as really helping with is activating your vagus nerve, which then kind of shifts you into that parasympathetic state of the nervous system. System. And the way I describe that, if you've ever ridden a bike and maybe you're in high gear and then suddenly you hit a hill, it's a lot harder to go up that hill in high gear than it is if you downshift. Same thing with your nervous system. If you're constantly in that survival state, it's going to be really hard to, you know, for you to digest your food or your supplements for your chiropractic adjustment to stick. It's kind of almost like ground level foundational. You have to make sure your nervous system is in the right gear. So, the second thing is sleep you have to make sure that you're actually getting, you know, falling asleep and staying asleep. And those are different issues. Falling asleep has to do with your pineal gland releasing melatonin. And that can be impeded by um, high levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So anything you can do to activate the pineal gland to release melatonin or even supplement with sublingual melatonin really helps. If you're waking up in the middle of the night around one and you're wide awake, that's an adrenal blood sugar wake up. So anything you can do to kind of support your pancreas, which actually releases insulin to pull the blood sugar back into the cells, that helps. If you're waking up at three and you're groggy, that's a detox reaction. So supporting your liver and your gallbladder can help. The other three things are kind of the energy to heal. You know, it takes a lot of energy if you're um, having suffering from chronic illness or autoimmunity. So really making sure that your um, adrenal reserves 
receptors supported. And the reason that's correlated to the brain is there's a whole hormonal cascade that starts with your hypothalamus, which then signals your pituitary to signal your adrenals to release cortisol. And the hypothalamus is kind of taking the temperature of everything in the body. And so what it's gauging is what's the appropriate level of cortisol in our system? Is it the right amount? Is it too high? Is it too low? And if it's chronically on, it can miss things. It can, you know, you can be completely sufficient in cortisol and you're still putting it out. So helping to reboot the hypothalamus and just make sure that it's getting an accurate gauge is really an important strategy for healing. Also, we talked about um, detoxification and drainage. You know, when toxins leave the body, they go from the cell to the lymph, to the blood, to the liver, to the gallbladder, to the gut, to the toilet. But at any point in that chain, they can kind of get backlogged. And one of the biggest backlogs is your neck because you've got your bones, your lymph, your nerves, your vascular system. And if any of these are congested, it's a little bit like sitting next to an obese person on the airplane. You know, good luck getting the armrest. Things just flow into each other. Absolutely. So the more you can use alignment or um, oils, you know, in the plant, they actually help move fluid. So they're fantastic for helping to move flow, either good things into the brain or out, bad things out of the brain. And then the fifth step is immune modulation. You know, if you're suffering from autoimmunity or if your immune system isn't turned on, and so there are all these pathogens that are kind of building under the surface, that can really work against you. So the more you can really shift your immune system into the right gear, and that's another area where plants and essential oils especially are known to be super antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal. They just really seem to kickstart the immune system in a way that other remedies do not. No, those are all key. Those are great. And, you know, they line up a lot with the five foundations we talk about. At the end of the day, we can talk about different steps, foundations, principles of health. At the end of the day, they're all really the same principles. They all function to heal the body and help the body adapt to that balance you're talking about. And so, and I like how you talked about actually talking about how the neck is so important. Most people don't realize that like 90% of your body's functions are controlled just in that area of your nervous system. And if that's not good, then and everything else becomes a lot bigger struggle and a lot bigger battle. So, you know, when you talk about some of the essential oils, um, vibrant blue oils, they're specifically formulated for these processes. So how do you go about designing those? Like, and how do those relate to some of these five steps you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like the body has a bit of a blueprint, you know, and there's a healthy blueprint for each, um, organ system. And, um, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I'm able to tap into that blueprint. And so it's a little bit like ma matching colors. I'm using oils to kind of match the frequency of healthy organ tissue. And then I go back and I reverse engineer and I research and I think, oh, wait, why did that work? Like, for example, we have a um, histamine balance blend that includes a lot of blue tansy. Blue tansy is grown in Morocco and it's kind of this unbelievable, really balancing oil that's fantastic for kind of modulating your immune system and not creating an over response or an excessive response. It's been really helpful actually through um, this whole COVID concern. You know, I, I know that I can keep my uh, lung tissue really strong and healthy by topically applying that. So it's just a proactive thing. But to answer your question, you know, each individual plant has its own kind of constituents. Um, and they're fabulous, and there's a lot of research that's done on single oils, but the majority of the research is done on oils in combination because there's something like, you know, you know, as a business owner, you can grow so far by yourself, 
but then at a certain point when you start to hire people, your success just explodes because the combination of plants or humans or whatever you want to call it, working collectively and collaboratively, just really amplifies, you know, um, the potential for success and, and amplifies, it brings out the best in um, plants. Sometimes certain oils have uh, negative aspects by themselves, but when they're combined in a blend, it, it doesn't matter as much. It's like if you put a bad singer in a choir, you don't necessarily hear that they're out of key. Yeah, exactly. I think it's so important too that people understand that oils react differently when combined with each other. So it's not like you can just be like, hey, I'm just going to wing it. I know these three, five, six oils are good. I'm just going to all put these together. Like they can actually become less potent. Um, yes. Less that's like kitchen and, sink, you know, supplements do that sometimes too. Like, yeah. oh, I heard dandelion root is good and artichoke, you know, there, there's a synergy to combining them. Absolutely. That's what I think that's a key aspect. Because, I mean, you can go out and go online, go on Amazon, go to the big box store, find these different supplements you heard about on a blog, a podcast, whatever. And then we're not really using them correctly. And we're just wasting yeah. a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy. Um, and that's, that's key. So tell us about your book. I think this is a good segue to your book. Tell us about your book and uh, what that's all about and your, your purpose behind that. Yeah. I think that, you know, as a practitioner at a certain point, you get tired of repeating yourself and you're like, I should just write this down because I keep seeing, you know, the same symptom clusters and the same things working and supporting. And I'm super lucky that I have this company and we've got about, I think at this point, like 10,000 practitioners that we work with and they give us feedback and you you start noticing these um, these patterns that seem to work across the board. And so I felt like, especially now, uh, given everything that's happening in the world, it would be really helpful to give people a really easy, natural, non-invasive strategy to help kind of support brain function. Because the common concerns I see are fatigue, brain fog, weight gain, all things that are really related to vagus nerve signaling, to drainage, Things that are not, you know, like I, I just want to make life is hard enough. If I can like take one thing off their plate and make it easier, that's really what I'd like to do. And so I felt like um, I have this unique perspective on things that have worked for me and seem to work for most people. Why not share that? Absolutely. I think that's, that's clutch. So how can people get access to your book? Cause I know it's not, at, at the time of this recording, it's not out yet, but how will it's, they be able on, to get access? It's on Amazon for presale and okay. it's, um, it's actually Jody Cohen. It's my last name and it's, um, essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. They can also come to our website at vibrantblueoils.com and we'll have lots of links to the book and extra bonuses. And, um, you can learn more about the oils and, in the book, I actually do give a lot of the recipes away, but one thing I've noticed, uh, I've, you know, I have kids, so obviously I've tried like making homemade bread and doing all those things, and it's fun once, and then it's just easier to um, have someone else make it and buy it. So, Absolutely. you know, that's you're welcome great. to make your own, or if that's only fun once, you can buy it for me. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, this simplify life. When we yeah, delegate, exactly. we elevate, right? Yes, so that's exactly. Key. So now we'll, we'll make sure we get those links on the on the show notes for you listeners today so you guys can get access to that, get that pre-sale, get that book when it comes out because it's going to be great. I can already tell just from our interaction today that um, you know what you're talking about. Um, you've got the right principles, the right mindset, and the, and the right purpose behind what you're doing. And so really, what for you, Jody? what does reaching your fullest potential mean or look like to you? I think for me, it's not letting self-limiting beliefs get in the way. 
I think so many of us, you know, carry maybe our victim story or projections from our childhood. And to really reach your full potential, you kind of have to step into personal responsibility, you know, stop blaming other people, take on like, what, what do I own? What do other people own? Stop caring what other people own for them and just really show up in the best possible way so that you can be there for your friends, your family, your children in the future. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing everything today, sharing your story, your journey, journeys, your struggles, but also your highs too. And, and the, the things you're doing now to impact people and change lives and save lives um, is goes far beyond even just your book, I believe. So um, I appreciate having you on today. Hopefully maybe we can connect um, soon, maybe, maybe in Seattle the next time we're in there. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. 